Welcome to Calgary Culture, the Perspectives YYC podcast, a series of conversations with a series of local creators as we try to get serious about culture here in Calgary. Today we have a special conversation with the minds behind Like New Vintage and Secret Shop YYC. Nick, Tam, and Jimmy join me to spend a little time to explore who they are, where they came from, and how they're working together to stimulate and grow creative culture here in Calgary. Their series of fashion, music, and performance shows have been gaining traction here on the ground floor. They have vision, direction, and a great perspective on what's hip and cool, like their upcoming show with Velour Clothing Exchange and Pulse Dance Studios aptly named Something From Nothing. If you're listening to this before August 30th, get online and get tickets as soon as possible as it's small and it looks like it's going to be a killer fashion dance show. Shout out to my friend Kyle Marshall at Media Lab YYC for the studio space, production, and awesome positive vibes. If you're ever looking to chat with somebody who really loves podcasts, you need to sit down with Kyle. And to last episode's guest, AYE, who has donated another track from his album Soul Food for this production. You can find all involved parties online through attached links, check our description, Instagram, and website to find out more. And thank you for your time. Even listening is the start of the collaborative energy we need here in the city to keep this ball moving forward. Perspectives YYC is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. The APN is the brainchild of Karen Unland, whose only purpose in life is to support and grow local podcasts. Podcasts like I Don't Get It, a theater and show review series based out of Edmonton by two writers, Fonda Mithrush and Paul Blinov, produced by Andrew Paul. Their detailed insight and synergy together as co-hosts shines a great light into the Edmonton theater scene. And they've been doing this since November 2013. They really have been around, in a good way. They can be found at idontgetityeg.com and through the APN website, albertapodcastnetwork.com. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. Uh, we are in Media Labs, not quite brand new anymore, laboratory. I haven't been here yet. I've been here socially to uh, hang out with my friend Kyle, but I haven't actually recorded. So you guys are my inaugural Whoa. recording session. Yeah. Shout out. We're doing what a group another. sesh. What are we going to call ourselves today? What are we feeling like? How do you guys want to introduce yourselves? The dream team, baby. It's the dream team. Welcome. That's what we usually refer to ourselves as, so that works. Hashtag that. Uh, oh, that might be taken. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Hey, um, <laughs> so are we coming in? Is it easier to start with Secret Shop? Uh, like new, what do you guys want to, how do you guys want to identify yourselves? And uh, maybe you can introduce uh, each of yourselves and your relationship with this interesting new movement that's happening. Don't all start at once. Seriously. Yeah, my name's Tam, and I guess we've, we've been kind of hanging out and building things together for about a year now. I think last May is kind of when we started meeting up and conceptualizing things. Like I, I met Nick through pho photography. We just wanted to take photos together, and we met each other through Instagram. But after a day of taking photos, I think we, we both expressed that we wanted to sell clothes. And we were like just getting into that. And we both liked clothes for a long time. So I feel like the theme was we just like wanted to make money for ourselves. We just wanted <laughs> to like be our own boss kind of thing. Talking about ways to just like make money on the side. And mm -hmm. like also like connect with people at the same time. Like person to person. Yeah. Kind of like how we were connecting. That's at least for me. I wanted to like connect with people through selling clothes. Yeah, we wanted to do something that we were good at. 
we could also make a little bit of money from, make a difference in the city because we found there was like a lack of, I guess, like cohesive culture between everybody. There's a lot of things going on, but there's just not a lot that brings everybody together. And we found clothing is something that a lot of creatives really enjoy. So we, we started the event Secret Shop, which we, like, we, we can bring together all these artistic communities with clothes and then also kind of show the city what, what artistic things the city kind of has to offer with fashion being the vehicle. I mean, before we jump in uh, with Jimmy, just to kind of stress on that point, what is the status, I suppose, of fashion in your mind in Calgary? Personally, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, one of the things I realized um, after I met you, Jimmy, at the library is mm-hmm. uh, I met you guys before when I came out with Vlad and Dallas. I don't know if they were even identified as Magari at that point, but we were in Inglewood taking some pictures on dumpsters. And, st- and I don't know if all three of you were there, but I have a picture of you. I, I looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that actually. Nick and I were there for that, for yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing. As you can tell, I don't need to worry about fashion because I'm pretty hip as I am. Uh, Duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I have no relationship with clothing uh, other than that, as you uh, mentioned at the beginning, I have to wear it by uh, uh, social conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um and lack of fitness, but uh, <laughs> and to stay warm, of course. Let's of course, for, let's let's not not we're in Calgary, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta stay warm. Um, but originally, I got into some of these relationships through Magari because they were trying to do something, I think, a little bit similar. Um, maybe not vintage so much. They were on a, a different sort of approach, but I mean, they were related, like you said, about clothing and about uh, fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are interesting because. Is it all vintage, all retro? Is it all recycled? Or is that just part of a branding thing? And I mean, talk to me about what is that like in Calgary? Is there a big group of people who give a shit about this stuff? Yeah, I would say it's very surprising, actually. A lot larger than even I'm sure we predicted originally. You know, we got we have hundreds of people coming to the events and like thousands engaging with them. There's obviously an audience here and like with the emergence of as we're speaking about about the tube places a store called round two sean witherspoon i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him let's talk about youtube shout out to the tube uh mm-hmm. but like anyone that follows the vintage scene knows about him he's kind of like one of the pioneers if you will in this yeah. vintage cool vintage t-shirt game like he's got a couple stores in the united states and they created a youtube show around his stores the show took off and then obviously his brand took off after the show took off on YouTube mm-hmm. and they don't have an online store. They only have like brick and mortar locations. So they'll have like five, six hour lineups, people waiting outside just to get like the DMX tee from 2001 tour or like a yada, yada, yada. His brand has shifted because of their popularity into a very like similar to what Magari was doing with the, with the high-end brands, the Supremes, the Off-Whites, the, what, what would be like considered. Streetwear. Yeah, like the, the commercialized streetwear of today. But it started originally with the vintage, right? And uh, it kind of sprouted into that. So I think that the audience here is growing. And uh, there's many like pools to pick from in terms of people that would be into the vintage scene. It would be like mm-hmm. people that are into fashion, uh, it, like really enjoy individuality. And they want those, those certain pieces that only they can have. But there's also people who are like on the environmental side and who are like, man, like I just want to buy some cool clothes for a decent price. That's not having a a footprint on the environment, right? Because you're just reusing. So there's Mm -hmm. that. There's people who want to be individual and cool. There's collectors who who follow brands and follow like Polo Ralph Lauren from the beginning. And they, they recognize that the Polo Bear only comes on certain times and this and that. We're kind of like a filter. Yeah. So we curate 
a collection of clothing that's filtered down already so that people can visit us and know that what they see is good stuff and they don't have to go and look for pieces themselves individually. We do the work for them. We sell secondhand stuff predominantly. Once in a while, we'll find something that's never been worn, but we'll still find it in like a secondhand setting. The vintage is something we want to focus on, but if there's something really cool that we like, we'll have that too. Yeah, I feel like the vintage is kind of the foundation. Okay, so maybe I'll ask two questions. One, Jimmy, how did you get involved? Uh, and then secondly, okay. um, yeah, give me an idea of what you guys were looking at in the vintage scene before you met and what's drawing you to do what you're doing right now. So yeah, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy, how did you... Yeah, sure. Jimmy, um, Nick was the connector. So on that, yeah, Nick was definitely the connector between Tam, myself, and uh, him. I guess how I got all into this, it wasn't originally through the vintage. I wasn't into the vintage as much. What I was into was fashion and what I was into was styling and, and, and creativity and that, that individuality. I mean, a friend of mine had put me on to the, to the value villages and the Salvation Armies and things like this because like, you know, buying clothes is expensive, point blank period, especially nice ones. Um, and the way that they have it branded these days, you know, you're paying 300 bucks for a pair of Nikes. It's like, that's half the rent you know <laughs> so you can't really be buying them that often so my friend put me on to the thrift stores and like prior to my meeting nick i really got into the thrifter and i was i was there all the time because i was trying to get cool pieces unique pieces styling pieces and then like obviously at an affordable uh sustainable price and then so nick and i got together because i uh, do styling outside of just the brand itself and kind of like creative direction for studio shoots and stuff like that and so him and i were collaborating he's a photographer and a videographer so he makes you know the vhs films and we got together and then he said hey man i know this guy tam like we're thinking about throwing an event would you be interested and i was like man like the amount of times that i see these these pieces in the thrift that are like very valuable and like you know i know people will love mm -hmm. but i just don't buy because it won't fit me or because it's not really my style it was getting like it was getting overwhelming like i was there all the time and i'd be like damn like this is fire and like somebody would buy this but like, I, I, I can't justify just buying it to buy it because I had no, no way to, you know, generate the income. We didn't have the platform yet. Yeah. Before, yet. before we started doing this, I would leave like designer in the thrift store yeah. all the time. Cause I just didn't, I didn't want it really. And like, it didn't fit me. It was like the big thing. So you, you just leave it. So no, you were no, like, no, oh. no use for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with that? Yep. You know, people like this stuff though. So, and you know, it's worth something too. The idea of it is we can give people access to these clothes that they wouldn't normally find themselves. Like they won't take the time to go do it, but they want it. And we can be that in between where we like looking for it. And when we find it, people know us. Plug. So what's the, <laughs> what's the uh, second question? Sorry, Dave. I think what, uh, I mean, that's a good build up. I mean, you know, I don't remember what I asked, frankly. You but, were asking um, A, what was, how did I get involved in it? And B. I don't remember. I've written down new questions as you're speaking. Let me ask you this then. Uh, one of the things that I'm hearing a lot is this idea of you guys having an idea of value branding. You know, so for example, Nick, you're talking about leaving designer labels or whatnot. Like, what, where does this value in clothing come from? What makes things hip? And mm. why are you guys the guys that know what that is? If I've ever been in a Salvation Army, for example, I, I just see used. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have no personal relationship or value with fashion, et cetera. So what is, what is the approach? Are you guys people that have always, have you studied it? Is it something that you guys have always been into? Is it something that's come from social culture? Because, you know, somebody, like you were talking about, uh, there's a YouTube channel, for example, where somebody's mm -hmm. essentially educating or saying what's hip in mm -hmm. like larger metropolises. 
I mean, what what's your sort of historical idea of that? And uh, who are you to say <laughs> what's cool? Mm-hmm. What's cool? I just like valued like like Jimmy touched on like the footprint thing, not you like going to the mall getting brand new stuff, feeling like I was just like perpetuating like textile waste and like a lot of other things about the mall. But I'll just get I'll stick to like the sustainability. Mm-hmm. Going to the thrift store and like looking at the clothes, it was like okay, if I look for a while, I'll find something that that I will actually probably want. I don't know, just like I took in, like I, I watched a lot of movies in the past and I, I like look, a lot, look at a lot of art. I just like really appreciate like even like this painting here, like just like the details and like the small like elements of things. And like that goes into clothes. Like I realized that in movies, there's a lot of like detailed things that directors do to like make you feel a certain way and stuff like that. I just realized like that translated into clothes at a certain point clothes have a lot of details that like another form of art that i i like kind of like woke up that like oh even the thrift clothes like some of that stuff is art so like looking through the donated used clothes you would find something that's like oh this is actually a piece of art someone else knows this is a piece of art too so that's what kind of fueled it to jump in quickly on that i mean have you been uh, i was at the dior exhibit glimbo and uh, the nick cave that's on right now if you had to if you if can you define is it what you wear, how you wear it, why you wear it. I mean, you ta- you brought up uh, sort of mm. global uh, waste ethics, etc. I'm like anti-sweatshop. So even though I don't mm-hmm. care about uh, necessarily, like I have a uniform, I have the same shirts, underwear, and uh, two pairs of pants I wear uh, every day. <laughs> but I do make sure that like this is from a company in Toronto called uh, Jericho. And mm-hmm. they like loom their own cotton and all exactly. that kind of shit. Like being uh, conscious. Yeah. So I have, mm-hmm. I do have that much uh, consciousness. But um, yeah, where does like actual hipness you know fashion like um especially uh, what your age demographic and like the youth where do you think that's being drawn from it's probably a little bit of all but like for you guys is there something that's uh, more prevailing than anything else like it's how you wear it why you wear it and what you're wearing but a lot of it will come from what's going on culturally so films movie art like all that put together like what is culture right now for us it's like what's culture now what's culture 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago like who are we to say what's cool like we're no one but we know what we think is cool and we just have to trust that other people think the same and that's just kind of how we've approached secret shop is we always just plan what we think is cool and then we put it out there and just trust that other people think the same and so far they have and they've expressed it we're pretty grateful for that because like it was honestly just like a faith-based thing right when someone says to me they're like oh my whole outfit's thrifted it's kind of like a value statement that they value like sustainable clothing you know what i mean and just not like buying new stuff so like or like i got my whole fit at secret shop that's like implying that it's like all sustainably sourced clothes so that's what makes people like connect to when they're like have similar values i know that i've been uh, following fashion for probably like five years like very closely and like like Tam said, like everything from, I would say like movies, music. Movies and music are probably some of the most influential in terms of fashion culture of the time and era. The musicians, whatever they're wearing, you know what I mean? Every kid is like, damn, like, you know, did you just see what Drake was rocking last night? And like, this has a huge impact on us because these are the, the culture drivers of our era, if you will. And I know that I've been following fashion for a really long time. And I uh, always just pride myself on kind of seeing these styles and and styling with them and wearing them in advance to it being like the uh, cultural norm, right? Because like it first starts as a trend and then it slowly trickles down into like a cultural norm where like 
lots of like kids in like you know elementary school and and middle school will just be wearing for example the yeezys and like the the yeez mm-hmm. the kanye west style you know he created that in like early like 2013 2012 is like when he was all about like the oversized comfy comfy sneaker wear and now like in like today's day and age of like 2019 you see like his sneakers all over the streets yeah you see all the kids rocking like the oversized tees with like the joggers and that's like a that's like a what would be considered like a normal style you know like if you had that you're like the that's guy like, that's pop style that's pop style you know that's yeah. like that's like the cultural norm it's like yo you're rocking that right so we're just trying to do what what he had done in seeing the style before it becomes the norm right like we're the yeah. The maven of sorts that like sees what's new, filters through it, and then passes it along to the next demographic of people, right? Where it's like, boom, we see, oh, that's really, yeah, we really like that. All right, well, we're going to pass it along to our people and, and mm-hmm. show them. Because there's a lot of people, even even though we're still small and, and pretty uh, adolescent, a lot of people are at the stage where they're looking to us for that advice, for like what's cool, what's trendy, what's mm-hmm. popping. You know what? What is what is socially yeah. acceptable to like wear? It's gotten to a point where people will visit our booth and be like, "Oh, th- like this is cool because you have it," mm-hmm. rather than like, "Oh, I'm looking for this because this is cool." It's like they see it on our rack and they're like, "Oh, okay, so like this is what's coming." Oh, so this next. is what people are rocking these days. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess we we kind of pride ourselves as pretty much like trendsetters. So we will like we'll see what we like, and then Jimmy said we slowly introduce it to the people surrounding us. And it's a matter of like. To, to your point, Dave, about like what we see in bigger metros, we see we think we see things in bigger metros, and we're like, man, that like that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Why don't we try it here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it sticks and it works. A lot of times it doesn't. You know, it just matters. It just depends on the demographic yeah. that is around us and like the type of people. Like, are they into that? Okay, no, it's too much for them. <laughs> and like people aren't digging that here, and they won't buy it. Like what so, works in Tokyo is probably it, not going to work. It's not here, working right? here, you know. But to an extent, some of those might be passed on and passed down. And over time, I'm sure will progress to be what is in Tokyo right now. Yeah. We also want to be the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Part of like the process Yu-Gi-Oh. of introducing those outside styles into Calgary. So like what's cool in Tokyo isn't necessarily what's cool here. But we want to be sort of bridging that gap between the two because we think that's really cool what's going on overseas. So like let's bring it over here and see if we can catch up faster because mm-hmm. we're a little bit behind right now. Are you guys all Calgarian, like born and raised, or where where, where are y'all from? Alberta. We're all from you're, from the Alberta yeah, for sure. I guess, yeah, you're all Albertan, anyways. Yeah, I was born in Calgary. I was born in Lethbridge, Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. yeah, I was born here. <laughs> you were born <in> Calgary. <laughs> you know, one of the things I wanted to do, uh, sort of, with this podcast is also to ask this question about the context of what all these artists, um, creators, just interesting people are doing um, within the context of Calgary. So mm-hmm. we, we bring up this point, uh, you know. What's going to be on the edge in Tokyo is going to be very extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, never mind. I mean, there's so many different factors for that. Uh, as somebody from Toronto originally, um, the idea of what somebody from Toronto might consider hip is that's like a multi-dimensional thing. It mm-hmm. depends what what neighborhood you grew up, Definitely. the type of people you kind of music. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of weird that way. So what's your perspective doing this right now uh, about sort of like the Calgary scene where you guys were before you were doing Secret Shop as you're entering into fashion over, let's say, the last five, 10 years, and then where you're at now? Like what's what's going on on the ground in Calgary right now in terms of fashion, uh, especially for the youth? What's what's defining? What are are we ready for and what are we doing? 
Cool. I would okay. say that we're ready for a lot, and there's a there's the underlying uh, arts community culture here in Calgary that is really making a, a a big splash, big noise. Things like this, you know what I mean? This studio here, doing the podcast, mm -hmm. talking about the arts community. I haven't been involved in this, this scene for more than maybe like I'd say I'd, evol I'd been involved in the community scene for two years or so. But this is like you know all brand new to me, and I think that there's a lot of people, and I'll touch on myself like a lot of creative people with really good messages and and things that would stick internationally like mm -hmm. things that could like go beyond our city and be defining for our city here it's just a matter of uh everyone getting behind each other and, and creating a, a space for it here in calgary the youth culture here is very 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 art driven art inspired a lot of kids that i talk to these days Take it with a grain of salt because, like, the kids that I'm talking to these days are like kids involved with Secret Shop and kids involved with like new and and in the community itself. But a lot of them are like, you know, man, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Like, I want to try something new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I heard that we were we were doing some product photos with this girl last night, and she straight said to my face, she's like, "Yeah, I kind of played it safe, and I just like went and did like child and youth care because." I, I want to be a model and I want to be like a public figure and I want to like get into makeup and 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 hair and this type of thing and, and, and beauty shots. But there's just not a lot of avenues. And then in turn, the sustainability of it is, is, is very small, right? Like not a lot of people can say that they make their living off of doing podcasts, off of making music even here, right? In so, Calgary. Yeah. In Calgary. So it's kind of like a, you know, you got to love it enough to dive in. Head first. It's, uh, I feel like we kind of got to be our own biggest fans in Calgary. True. It's because we just don't have enough recognition from many places outside of Calgary. I'd be like, yeah, the art in Calgary is popping and, and it's recognizable outside of the city itself. But, and it is, for the record. And like, the thing is, we saw that it's definitely here. The, the talent is here. The work is here. People are putting up projects and they deserve to be recognized on an international level. But the platforms aren't there yet. And if we can help in just putting the names out and creating new avenues for people to make work and like getting people together and collaborating so that these projects are bigger and better and more recognizable outside of the city, then that's the ultimate goal, really. Because people just make stuff, they're really good, and then they leave because the city just hasn't caught up yet. And if people keep leaving, then... It just won't blow up. No one's <laughs> ripping. No one's ripping Calgary as the home base. Yeah, like they don't blow up, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm from Calgary." You know, I don't ever hear that. <laughs> and there's a lot of great artists that have come from Calgary. So like many yeah. ones that we all probably know of, mm -hmm. and that are doing major things on major scales. You know, in Toronto, Vancouver. You know, even in the states and stuff like this. But they're never coming back and being like, "Like, I'm gonna create this in Calgary. I'm gonna have a home base here in Calgary that promotes X and X and X fashion culture for X." You know. And it's not like they haven't tried. It's just like the cities just wasn't ready yet. But people who are doing stuff right now, we can all kind of talk to each other and be like, "There's something. There's momentum here, and there's like the foundations being built." So, yeah, I find a lot of like musicians in Calgary, just to call them all out, they will <laughs> oh, like get to a certain point where like all their friends know they're a musician and they're good and they're very talented and they're doing bar shows they're doing their own shows they're in a band and then maybe they do solo stuff on the side too and then they just get this like defeatist mindset where they think i've already made it 
And like, this is the top of where I'm going to be. And like, there's no point in like, I can make another album. I can make another EP, but like I could write a book, but like I've reached the ceiling in my city. And like, that's not true. Like there's, there is no ceiling. Like, it's just like, you can <laughs> keep growing and keep making it as big as you want it to want it to be as long as you have that vision. But like, I noticed so many people just like, they're like, oh, I made it. Mm. I'm on the posters around town. Like that's, yeah. that's as big people as People know gets. my name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people know my name. Like mm-hmm. that's as I can get into the bar for free. Like I'm a celebrity. <laughs> like, being a local celebrity is a real thing in Calgary for sure. It's interesting. I mean, the, I have so many questions. But uh, number one, I'm thinking at the beginning, you guys talked about starting Secret Shop as an act of faith. You know, this idea that you have a you know a business discussion at first. What do we do with all this stuff that's getting thrown out that you know is worth so much money? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, how do you make that first thing? How do you uh, book your first gig? How do you coin the term secret shop? Then you build on that. And you build on that. But then in the last portion, we talked about this idea of a platform in Calgary missing. I I, I see this too a lot. I mean, I mm-hmm. my entire line of life's work right now is meeting uh, creators like uh, you guys uh, and. What I hear a lot about Calgary is exactly this, but it stays ambiguous. So maybe I'll flip this on you. Like, what is it? What is the platform that you think we're missing? I mean, what, let's say specifically with the vintage fashion, street style, like what you guys are doing, at least in this um, context. Secret shop, secret shop's missing. (laughs) What, uh, what does Calgary need? Right? Like, do we need uh, the new corporate word that my wife hates? uh, Cross pollination. Like, do we, do we need, uh, do we need people to, do we need to go out into the burbs? Do we need mm-hmm. to uh, go into a country western bar? Do we mm-hmm. need to, like, what is it do you think that is going to flip that switch where this isn't, I'm, I'm praying that Secret Shop doesn't peter out like a lot of stuff in yeah. another year. Us you too. guys are doing good, but you know, you what know. makes it sustainable, right? We need better venues. Yeah, what, what does that mean? What's fresh, a better venue? Like what? Keep it fresh. Just like, keep it interesting, you know? Yeah. Why do you I, want to see the next Tarantino movie? Because it's so different from the last one. Let's not bring up Tarantino. That's going to get some personal <laughs> biases here. Yeah, that's right. I said it, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and I have been joking about stuff. Actually, we've had a couple of ideas for movie podcasts. Uh, we'll, we'll come back. Okay. We'll Tarantino record podcast okay. two on that. Yeah. We'll turn it into a movie thing. But uh, I think that Calgary has everything that it needs in terms yes. of platform. So we have things like Secret Trap that we've done, and we have things like 10 at 10, um, and we have things like... Um, Raw Voices, uh, Tam's friend does that. Shout out. Shout out Bethel. To Bethel and the and, girls. And, and the girls and the, all the people at Raw Voices. Um, things like this, it, what, it, what it really is going to take and what it is taking is just, it's just time. You know, like mm-hmm. we have a very large, we have a really large city geographically and it's just like, it's just massive and try to mm. get, trying to get to one place to another is very difficult. difficult yeah. And so like what's going to bring that person, like you said, from the burbs to downtown to see the event? The only thing that's going to get them out of their house is their friends going. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's a matter of time before it trickles into these communities because yeah. I since I've started to uh, partake in the community itself, it's grown. It's got a ton of steam, a ton of momentum, right? And uh, we do have a big metro, a big enough metro to support all of these things. We just have to continue to build and work and create the awareness and and create yeah. that like yeah like i'm gonna go see a local artist and it's dope mm-hmm. it's not like yeah yeah the Argus and Ch- calgary are trash i don't want to go see them it's like nah like this artist is awesome you know and so i think that the platforms are there i think that the city is ready yeah all it all it takes is really you just got to grab somebody by the hand and be like hey come with me let's go yeah let's go you know 
hey, let's go, let's go check out this new thing. Because I know that everyone that partakes in our event, the secret shop, after they go, they're always trying to go again. And they're always trying to tell their friends and, and, and invite. And like the word of mouth has been the strongest and is the strongest form of the marketing where it's like, hey, tell your friend. You know, mm -hmm. Tell your friend about this restaurant. It's great. Yeah, I feel like to touch on what you were saying, like the platform that's missing, it's like it's kind of, it kind of is ours in a way. Not to like brush on my own ego or whatever. Because like we try to make it so that like our event is like accessible by like any age demographic. Like so many different people in different walks of life, different ages come to our event because mm -hmm. like there's bands that they can see. There's music that they, the, the DJ music's banging and like the older people don't, you know, they're not exactly pumped on that because it's loud music. But we do try to make it so that like the age gap is as wide as possible. So like these people in the burbs, they're like, might not be the best thing, but I'll check it out. You know, it seems interesting kind of mm -hmm. thing. Just kind of like casting a bigger net. True. It does get mm -hmm. those people in. To build off his point, it does, it does cast a bigger net than just like 10 at 10 Calgary where like, you know, they're throwing the open mic and it's just solely around artists. And it's like, yo, if you know the artists or your friends or you want to go check out some local artists, you'll go. But like ours is like, yo, we, we got, there's bands, there's music. Mm -hmm. The clothing is such like a, a wide spread thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like everyone wears clothes. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes cool t-shirts, you know? Not everyone, but you know, <laughs> a large, a, a, a very large portion of people are like, yeah, man, I like cool teeth. Yeah. I'll come simply to just see a cool t-shirt. Right. What are we missing? We're missing a lot of really just like local love because if you're if you're living in the suburbs, you can just download music mm -hmm. and listen mm -hmm. to it, and mm -hmm. then you'll go see a show when somebody else comes into the city. But there's music happening every night that you can you can go see. But like you'll show up to this local artist's show, and there's like twelve people in the audience. But the guy is amazing, amazing. Like whoever the artist is. Yeah. There's a lot of them that are just amazing. They deserve a much bigger audience. They deserve but if, thousands. If people just start going out more. And they just like you got to accept that Calgary. A lot of people say it's boring, but if you really looked, it's not. You there's too much stuff to do. Like there, we can't even visit all the people that we need, that we want to see because then we just be playing and not working at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to all the shows that you want to go to. There's like three a week. Yeah, like all know? the all the art, all the music, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So if people just. I mean, it's hard because it's like really snowy and really shitty for half the year. But if you just left your house and went and looked, you'd find a lot of stuff here. And it's just like we're missing a lot of local love. If we don't love our own city, mm -hmm. it's just not going to grow at mm -hmm. the pace that we want it to. That's actually a good point. I, I like that. I, I think to build off of Tam's point, one thing that maybe our, our city is lacking is a, a center of, of patriotism. Is that what the proper word? Where like sure. you just care about, you know, the city that you're from. Because what I, what I see is the culture here is that like, People are like, yeah, I love Calgary. And then it's followed by like, yeah, I love oil. I love Canadian oil and gas. But I don't see anyone being like, I love Cal Calgarian art artists, painters. You know, like, <laughs> I never hear that, you know? And like, you, that's not like a, a reoccurring theme or like a, an idea that's bouncing around all of these social circles. Is that like, yeah. yeah, Calgary's got great art. It's dope. It's like, nah, it's like, yo, I love my job. I love the oil patch. I love Alberta beef. <laughs> Period. I love Alberta beef. Though. Yeah. So I guess like our part of our mission is just to get all that stuff out there, just to create create the awareness that everyone needs, so that people will just like leave their house and actually go see something. Because there's a lot going on, but like the the marketing is not necessarily the best. If we like invite our friends who live in the suburbs to something cool and we like tell them about it, they'll probably come out. They will. 
as long as we describe it properly and that's enough incentive they're like all right we want to want to go see some cool art tonight but that part isn't done well enough i don't think and that's why we think our platform helps in doing it because we help market all these things and just get everything in front of people's eyes well there's a bit of a conflict you know between this characterization of um the calgarian pro corporate oil or nothing you know true i work my eight hour week i watch my netflix yeah you know, uh, uh, stranger off. things have you seen versus, that fuck like, off yeah. uh versus what you just described like i got you know my boys are out in the you know they're working nine to fives but if i tell them there's something cool happening they'll come yeah. in i mean there's a bit of a discord there because you know is calgary does calgary actually have people that outside of like the inner circle of artists friends that actually care about local art i mean it's a question i ask myself every day with mm-hmm. you know working on perspective. Yeah, it's hard to say honestly. i have no idea but yeah. i mean what's your guys sense right now in your marketing efforts you know in the work that you're doing you know with the shop with the stores mm-hmm. with all your connections with all your peers you know when jimmy and i met at the library the numbers you, he was telling me about secret shop are actually much more impressive than i thought like i thought you guys were at you know basement of a shop you know 60 people come out um you know and, and it's cool but you're in the hundreds mm-hmm. maybe the next one you hit the thousands i mean who knows like mm-hmm. we don't want to set uh, expectations in entitlements either right mm-hmm. but um you are reaching a fairly wide uh group yeah um now i can't make those show i haven't yet but i so i don't know how wide and weird the demographic is but i mean what are you guys feeling like what, what's calgary like um in your feedback circle i mean nick like what do you what are you feeling like um if you had to paint calgary with a wide brush right now mm. um is this a city that's capable of loving art is it just missing a marketing tool where all we need to do is get out to the you know the small plaza that's in the new subdivision and whatever new uh, building and yeah. just say look this saturday i know you got your earls and you got yeah. your you know your chain <laughs> everything um, but pizza. in this set if you show up at this weird place under this shop and there's gonna yeah. be a lot of weird people yeah you're gonna see some local creativity do you think do you think yeah. people care that's yeah. why i was saying like we're just missing i do cool I venues you know? what, what do you mean by that oh i just i'm just being a dick but like I, <laughs> i'm just wondering like what's your guys opinions about calgary you're asking, as a culture like, do people care i feel yeah, like is there overall. Opportunity here? we're like there's people that are just laying on the hill and there's snow that's fallen. And then we're just like pushing this snowball down the hill, picking them up as we go down the hill and it just gets bigger and bigger. To use an analogy. But they need, like, they need, like they need that push though. No, they need, the that, they need that fo- they need to forward find the momentum. Ball. They're like, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And there's that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. That they're the like, well, FOMO. if I don't go now, like when is the next event? And that's the, that's the thing that our event does a lot. I realized is like when people miss it and they see a photo or two or whatever, they're like, when's the next event? I'll book that one in my calendar because like it's just they see that it's something that they kind of haven't really been to or if they are into fashion, they're like, oh, I want to get those clothes. Like, when is the next event? There's some sort of draw. They see, they see their friends there. They see it's their a, friends. It's a big one. Yeah. But even speaking on like people that I know like that came here from Russia or from Germany, they want to know what's going on. They want to know what, what do people do other than get their groceries and play video games at home? Like, and then I, I show them that they're like, "Oh, when's the next one? When I want to be there?" Mm. You know, they don't always come, but you know, that's I think how it goes. I think people care. We just they missed out. It's just got to be packaged properly and uh, displayed to them in a way where it's like, "Hey, this is valuable for you and your experience living in the city. This is good for you, and if you go, then it'll enrich your living experience in the city." 
and that goes with our event and a bunch of other events too. And like I do, I do a lot of uh, promoting on my own Instagram just through stories. A lot of our friends do a lot of different things, and like we just help share it. My my personal audience, like they repeatedly thank me, being like, "Hey, thank you for posting this." I went last night, or they'll see me at an event and be like, "I went because you posted this." Word. So as long it's like easily accessible, put right in front of their faces, people care and they will go. But it needs to be done for them, which is the tricky part. Like you have to put in the effort to put everything in front of people's faces. They got to be turned on to it in one way or another, mm-hmm. for sure. So tell me about that a little bit, you know, with Secret Shop. I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, asking you to reveal his secrets, uh, mm. but, um, you know, what's your angle to talking to these people? I mean, what is it that you think is connecting with them and how do we take advantage of them? I mean, maybe this could be a good segue in talking about presumably the next event that will presumably mm. have this out presumably uh, before, right. you know, August 30th, there's something happening. So what, however much detail you want to get into it, I'll leave it up to you. But yeah, I mean, how, do, how are we going to pique people's interest? Sure, we could dive into that. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. So the actually, 30th. so the August 30th event is a like new vintage uh, velour clothing exchange and pulse hip hop dance studio. We can touch on like what like new is. Sure. So like new is the uh, selling brand, the vintage selling brand that we have created. And Secret Shop is the platform in which sustainability and all of these brands and clothes are brought to make happen so like we 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 were each individually selling clothes at secret shop at the first one so it was like me nick jimmy and then curated by cool was the other one so there's four individual vendors and then after i think two more pop-ups that we did under secret shop we realized that if we kept selling individually like we each had our own booths and we had the event running it was just way too chaotic to organize and like maintain some sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, just maintain the event throughout the night. So we decided to just put all of our clothes together, create one brand together so we could just be at one booth and then delegate other roles while the event's happening. That became like new. And that's us together. And then Secret Shop is the separate platform where we actually do the vending and have all the art. And the art and the, and the culture. Yeah, so the, the August 30th event is going to be a like new event. Slash launch party. Slash launch party, because we haven't really done an event as like new yet. Uh, and we're going to be working with Valor Clothing Exchange down on 17th Ave and Pulse Dance Studios, which I think is the first urban dance studio in Calgary. So mm-hmm. it's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing a fashion show. So we've taken the dancers from Pulse who will be competing in a dance battle. Mm-hmm. And they've brought in like uh, these big, DJs that have been in like the Step Up movies and like the dancers really yeah really big in the hip hop dance community yeah like very very big like some of the best and most prestigious if you will um, they're coming to judge the kids and what our to your wife's term on the cross pollination our angle was definitely like hip hop dance culture studio x vintage brand and fashion they don't they don't intersect that often but they are very similar right we bring the two we get to style up all of the dancers in our outfits and in our uniforms and and in the the looks and the styles that we please and then they have an opportunity to walk on a on a fashion show which is some doing a runway new. right yeah, yeah it's a runway some completely new for them um you know new experience obviously they'll be seeing all the new clothes that they're wearing so they'll go through the fashion show and they'll be judged on how well they walked in the show and then from that 32 16 will be eliminated then we're brought down to the 16 and then we go back into the the core of the hip hop dance which becomes a uh 
a dance battle style mm-hmm. where they're based on their dancing. And so that's the event that's happening on the 30th. If anyone's listening to this prior, go get your tickets on Eventbrite. <laughs> uh, you know, you can check us out on the Like New Vintage. You could check out Pulse Studios and Velour Clothing Exchange. Search for something from nothing. Something from nothing that's is the, the name, name of the, the event. event. Something, something from name of the nothing. event. FYI. Hashtag then? <laughs> Hashtag. Yo, whatever Bring you your oversized do. jacket and your boom box and your tearaway track pants. Mm. And your big ass clock around your neck. Yeah. Flavor, you got to fit flavor, in. Flavor, flavor. Yeah. Should I go into my generation? Um, when is it? Where is it? It's happening at Sea uh, Space, the King Edward uh, building in, in Martaloupe. Yeah, it's in Martaloupe. 1729 29th Avenue Southwest. August 30th. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the same place we did our first secret shop pop up. True. The same same building. Same building. You guys do the first one at Sea Space, eh? At yeah. Studio C, at which Studio is in Sea Space. Oh, that's C-Space. Fun, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sea Space is a cool building. Yeah, they they do a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Like, community. how long is the event going to be? Three hours. Okay. Yeah. So, what time is it start? Seven. Seven till ten p.m. on August thirtieth. That's a Friday. Quick fashion show, runway show, which is going to be really cool. And then there's going to be a dance battle right after. That's and we'll cool. also be doing the pop up sale stuff. We'll have a, a racks there and this and that. I don't yeah. think Jimmy mentioned it, but Jimmy and Velour styling the fashion show. Yeah, we're styling the dancers. Event. And yeah. Through and through. How big? Uh, how big? How many? Like, how big do you think you want it? What are you expecting? Like, it's going to be a, a smaller event, so like it will. I, I guess it's ticketed this time, tickets? so a little yeah. bit over hundred. I think. Yeah, I think we're, we're we're aiming for about hundred and twenty people, okay. but pro- like a lot of them will be like people of the dance hip hop community, parents, friends, obviously the dancers, mm-hmm. and then they have an opportunity to see our brand, see the cool clothes that we offer, mm-hmm. and then you know we we'll, we'll speak to them about the sustainability, about it, the individuality. You know, all of the great things that our brands offer. It's a VIP event. Zip, zip. I'm going to talk to you guys about getting me in. Yeah. The thing, all I'm thinking about is if it's 100 people and you've got the sort of Calgary B-Boy community, Mm -hmm. DJ community, Mm -hmm. retro, vintage, that's going to be... It's pretty exclusive. It's going to be exclusive, but it's going to look cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, how you get that word out, like you guys are talking about, to just show everybody after the fact that they missed it. It's fascinating. It's sure. pretty cool. Um, okay. I got the signal that we've got uh, five minutes mm-hmm. left-ish. Wrap and, it up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As is a running thing uh, whenever I'm in the studio, uh, we'll try to take longer than five just to stress Kyle out and yeah, make okay. it irritating Let's stress him. Kyle out. <laughs> <laughs> um, any last plugs? Like, what are you guys feeling? What, how, do, how do we want to wrap this up? Where are you guys... Uh, Anything individual you guys want to talk about? Anything uh, mm. side projects? Anything thematic? Culturally? Mm. I don't know. Working on another top secret project. Ah, so there's something oh, that works? Yeah. <laughs> that's for the secret shop, of course. You know, that's, that's top secret, but it is coming soon. Y'all just wait. Uh, it's going to be a fall edition, probably sometime <laughs> in September, October. Stay tuned. What are you thinking of? That's at secret shop YYC on, on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say, how, yeah, how do people find you? How do people stay connected with you? Is it all on Instagram right now? We're all, Just so we're, far, yeah. We're solely an Instagram. Secret Shop event, YYC for Secret Shop. Event platform. And then yeah. Like New Vintage. You can find us likenewvintage.com yep. for all your shopping needs. If you want to keep up with our journey, go to Like New Vintage on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me personally, I'm Organic VHS. This is Jimmy the Sweet. <laughs> Jimmy at the Sweet, Jimmy baby. the Sweet. Make sure you follow him too. And that's at Tamsquatch. And at Secret Shop for the event that we were all talking about earlier. And yeah, top secret projects on the way. I do I do want to say, 
if you're in Calgary and you're working on something creative, you're working on a project, finish it and then put it out and then start the next one Facts. and then keep doing it and repeat. Yeah. This is kind of like why we're vibing. Cause that, I feel like that's my only soul core message is uh, meeting people and telling them to stop giving up. I think one of the things that is important, and it sounds like you guys understand this is uh, when you start and do a project, it can't be because you think it's going to be perfect. It yeah. just has to get done. It just right. has to get done. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's where culture is going to come. Try from, to get it in so. front of people's eyes. It's mm-hmm. not art unless people see it. You can't keep it in your basement. Exactly. No one, no one can appreciate it from your basement. Yeah. You know. But don't be an indie rock defeatist. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got like freaking like three hundred VHS tapes. Oh damn. Maybe should, yeah. Have you? Do you know about CSIF, like uh, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was actually invited to go to their like uh, orientation thing over the weekend on okay. Saturday. Yeah, Katie's awesome. Um, but this is the thing about, yeah, Helen's going to be so upset, cross-pollination. Love what, that word. Uh, what you guys are doing, uh, I respect too. Uh, like I love this idea. It's not just fashion, it, that, at least with the secret shop thing or this event, mm-hmm. that it's got to mix as many different things as possible. That feels like something. Yeah. So don't stop doing that either. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, good. All right. I'll leave us with some last words. Big shout out to everyone for listening. <laughs> Let's uh, thank Kyle for uh, doing all the recording. Thank Let's you, thank Kyle. Dave or David for coming out and, uh, you know, giving us this platform, yeah, this opportunity to talk to everyone. We appreciate all of you. We love all of you. Everybody if you don't follow everybody. me on Instagram, it's going to be beef. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that follow hey. back. I am just a man, man on a mission. I rock the rhythm. I got to get you moving. Straight hater. Yeah, you know, Tarantino, uh, are we going to do this? Well, this may not even go on the thing, but uh, Tarantino's talented, but he's uh, he's um, an egoist. And his last four films are uh, him just jerking off. Like, they're awesome. Like, uh, Hateful Eight, I, I think the first half of it, I, I actually was going to give him credit for an amazing Western movie. And he turned into a shitty 70s slasher flick at the end. It, it, it's, it's awful. And I, I haven't watched Hollywood, uh, whatever it's called, um, but uh, we just watched it last week. Yeah, in Glorious Bass, the same thing. You know, start off, and I'm like, oh, this is actually starting to get some into it. Oh, it just I love turns that movie. into a 70s slasher. It's his, it's, his, it's, his, it's his own style. That's you know? a signature. Yeah, That's if you want to give him credit for that, I think he's a dick. Yeah, frankly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Le- ah, so you should be hate it, hate it or love it, hate it or love it. And then I, I hated Endgame. Yeah. So uh, me too. I got some strong. I hate Endgame. Let's let's stay let's stay focused. Talk about these movies all day. I almost never went to the theater again. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll come back. We'll record podcast two on that. Yeah. Turn it to. That is my kind of jam. Work the king. This my thing. Easy vibing. One two stepping. Representing. Get with it. Hey, we trying to kick it. What? Big up Adrian. Big up sister. I'm just trying to believe. I'm just. A quick note from our main sponsor, ATB. In light of our approaching Calgary Pride Month. I wanted to highlight that ATB takes pride in all Albertans. That means standing up for what's right in the workplace, in our communities, and alongside community partners, including Firefly in School, Calgary Library's Reading with Royalty Program, Edmonton and Calgary Pride, and the Calgary Sexual Health Center. At ATB, we believe pride is a stance, a stance for love, diversity, and self-worth. 
a stance for acceptance in our workplace, in the communities we serve, and with our community partners. Learn more at atb.com slash pride. Feel my soul, my soul. I am beauty, made of love. Say what? Take my heart. Feel my soul. Yeah, I am beauty to be whole. It goes like this. Take my heart. Feel my soul. I am beauty, made of love. Sound the trumpet.